0: welcome to she runs trails podcast i am your host elements of daisy Uh, and today we have a guest her name is melissa also known as La Dirección, she is an ultra runner, she's a coach, she's been running for many years. She actually ran competitively in college and she she ran until 2017 after running uh, Boston Marathon. Uh, Today, we're gonna talk about the transition between her road running to her ultra marathon running and then and how she's now coaching women and other athletes um, to do the same and run um, ultras. And the reason I brought Melissa today, or why I wanted her to come and join us today, is so that she can talk a little bit more about, like, the diversity on the trails, us women on the trails, and also just why she's doing what she's doing. I really think that um we need more leaders out there in a the community to do more of what um we believe in and it's kind of like let's get more women out there. Let's let's create more um diversity out on the trail. So, I'm super excited to bring Melissa. She ran her first 50k back in 2019, which um, I was reading a little bit about her and it's funny because she felt disappointed in that 50k, but she got eighth place. And I'm like, first, pl- first 50k, eighth place. That's freaking amazing. And then last month, she ran Born and Born Run Marathon. She did the 60 miler and she got first place. So she won that race. So she's a very, um, strong and very uh great athlete so i'm super excited to learn more about her so without further ado let's bring on melissa and thank you everyone who joining us tonight let's see if we can bring her on
1: oh hey hi there there was a lag in the connection I was listening to your introduction, and then um, I was like in the midst of lighting some sage. <laughs> and uh, here I am. Oh, nice. I love, I should probably
0: do this. sage. I have like all my sage and Palo Santo right here. Um, so it's always good, yeah, especially the nerves. I like, you know we get all nervous and the technology and making sure like, hey, I don't want no internet or, um, <laughs> bad connection and you know how they say about mercury retrograde like that's when you don't want to do like lives and stuff because that's when when the internet goes down and everything just goes wrong so don't do a lot for mercury retrograde so um, thank you so much melissa for joining me today Uh, um i'm super excited to learn more about you and and more about your mission here in our community so tell us about, about yourself how did you get into
1: ultra running Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, so, in the midst of your introduction, I know you mentioned that um, after Boston um, in 2017, I was I was pretty much done with running. Um, I have been competing um, for a long time, and I competed through high school. And I feel that it my mindset was more like. Someone is out to get me. It was very competitive. And the transition out, out of college was run faster, be better. And I don't know why, why that was like what I was trying to prove. Um, so I, I think my mentality that I had or not, I think, but my mentality that I had wasn't really sustainable. You know, just this competitive drive, like go after everybody. I felt like I was competing against everybody and not not really seeing that us as women, we can work together. We can empower each other. It was more like, I'm out to get you. Um, so during Boston, I was not myself. Um, my training didn't go as planned. And I just got out of the, in the mist, I was like in a really bad, toxic uh, relationship, abusive and I was on antidepressants, Um, I was contemplating suicide, so I was undergoing all of this during Boston, so when Boston happened, I, I just wanted to be done, I wanted to be done with running, I didn't want to do it anymore, and on the transition, when I was finally picking myself up and wanting to heal and make that Initiate one of like my you know first step forward. I picked up a book, and one of the books was none other than Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm. <laughs> so, um, when I picked up that book, uh, he talks about his journey in um trying to come uh make it to Badwater and his training for Badwater. I was like, wait, what a hundred miles. I was like, okay, this guy is training for a hundred miles. He ran a hundred, he ran a hundred miles around a track. I was like, this stuff doesn't exist. So that was the first time I ever heard about like ultra running or trail running. And from there on out, I went down this wonderful rabbit hole of trail running and the world that I am now become accustomed to, I guess. So that was my first react, my first, I mean, ever interaction with trail running was from a book. I couldn't believe it. And what do you, what do you feel?
0: What was, what point in the book was like your aha moment? What was it specifically that Goggins shared in his book that you were like, oh my God, or like it kind of like made
1: a shift in your brain? I remember it forced me it, will it forced me to really look at myself and a lot of like my past mistakes and reflect on them and and it forced me to see that like these things happen they happen for me and they don't define me moving forward. like moving forward I am in control and the world isn't out to get me. I can't continue to draw a line in the sand. And just, you know, I don't know if you've read the book or if anybody else is familiar with the book, but you know, he has, he has these like, like reflection questions, right. In each chapter. So I wrote and I highlighted in my book and I was actively using it as a journal and um, just looking at all of those moments you know where i was so glued to this book because it was helping me you know i was slowly like now becoming myself again and it it's just kind of crazy how much your mind like impacts you know your actions and how you see yourself and I want to say that that was my first initiative, like, okay, Melissa, we need to try. Like we we need to try one step forward is better than no steps forward, even if it's like half a step. So the whole book entirely just those reflection questions and being able to sit with myself. And then I move forward and I picked up another beautiful um, healthy habit and I started meditating and then it all went it went down down the roller coaster from there so from 2017 to 2019 did you do any running in between or
0: this is when you were really struggling with your mental health
1: so between 2017 and then entering 2018 i was picking myself up um with my mental health i got off my antidepressants, I didn't want to be on them anymore because they just, they weren't, um, there was no solutions. It just masked everything. I was more like a zombie, like going through the motions, okay? Alarm goes off, go to work, come back from work, cook dinner, go to bed, like there, for me, there was no, there was no solution. I wasn't talking about anything. I was just kind of suppressing and masking, suppressing and masking, suppressing and masking. There was no relief. And with a lot of help from my friends um, and a lot of help from therapy. And then the book came. So within towards the end of 2018 is when I wanted is when I like started actively running again. I started reading the book, then I started to discover um, trail running. So towards um, 20, 2019, when was that race
0: 2019?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, then I started training for the race. And what was funny is that going into that training, I came from the road, right? So all I knew was was road and how to coach road. Um, I did coach high um, high school cross country. So, I mean, I took all of these little tasks, all these old school ways of how to coach and that's how I approached uh, my first 50K. And um, I finished, barely, crawling. And I, I was completely completely ignorant. I had no clue what I was doing and I'll admit that. So let's go back to that because I feel
0: like you're not alone. I feel that any person that transitions from road running to trail running you really think is like it's just the environment you change But there's a lot of things that change it's not just the environment. If you were coaching and I'm sure now as a coach you do coach that other, other versions of Melissa of getting into wanting to train for their first ultra and they have this road, road mindset, right? Road training right mindset. Yeah. What will you tell that Melissa, what are like the top three things that were big learning lessons so she could prevent from doing it, running her first 50K?
1: First of all, um, walking. Of course, if you're cool enough in the ultra world, it's called power hiking. Power hiking is not a sign of weakness. It is the best damn thing for you. Second, you cannot survive on goose. Goose is not a supplement that is going to get you through your ultra marathon. It's not. Sorry. And third, ask questions. Just ask questions and don't be ignorant. (laughs) like don't don't think that you know something because I could guarantee you you don't (laughs) and with like now even with the science of ultra running you know there's a lot of since ultra running is still so new you know a lot of the research and the science is also still very new and still very changing so I would tell that Melissa like ask questions girl Go out there and check your resources, um, which is what I did. And I learned that the hard way.
0: And what would you recommend people eat instead of goose? What, what, is, what, is the, what, what should they look into? So if, you, if, you, if they shouldn't eat goose and gels and stuff like that, uh, what else, what should they start being curious about?
1: I, I want to say that when it comes to nutrition, um, when training for an ultra, everything is trial and error. And what works for me might not work for you. But I try to focus in even now with whole foods, you know, finding whole foods. My friends like to make this joke. They call me the burrito queen because I make these potato burritos um, for my races as my nutrition. And I make them for and I make the burritos for them as well.
0: I'm running with you on your next race. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I make these potato burritos. Um, I've gotten creative, and I do vegan bacon now in these pot- uh, potato burritos. And now I do fried rice. I've done um, just smushed peanut butter with vegan bacon inside, or Lay's potato chips. I've done <laughs> I've done little mini potatoes. Um, I also do spring and Huma. Um, So I I always just try to find ways. Pizza is another one that I do. Um, It's just whatever works for you. Um, And those are just a couple of ideas. Um, So if you're listening, I know. I know if you took my idea, just spread the word.
0: (laughs) And if you guys notice, there's one thing in common. everything she mentioned. They're all carbs so carbs are your friend and a lot of people are scared of carbs but carbs are your friend when it comes to endurance running don't be as scared of scare of carbs you want carbs that's energy that's the fuel you'll need um so melissa tell us why do you do why did you so you you read david goggins you were like all right let me tap into this ultra running world you ran your first 50k and now you're training for your first 100 miler. Like, these, what? why are you still here in the sport? Like, what kept you in the sport? And why do you run ultras? So,
1: well, I think my why has morphed um, since I've started running. And my why went from – so I think there's this bit – I don't want to say a misconception, but I think a lot of people who do – ultras were endurance junkies. And the one thing that I always hear is mental toughness, mental toughness, mental toughness. I run this because it's I want to build mental toughness. Okay, that's great. I I get it. Um and I'll admit that's that's where I started was mental toughness. I was like I want to push my body to the limits to where I want to know what my mind can do. But like I said, it's morphed. And now it's more of an opportunity for healing. It's an opportunity for me to connect with myself and be just so fucking grateful that I am able to be here and be present and meet all these fucking people that are so awesome and who are here and they're running these very same trails that I'm running with their own stories, their stories of triumph, their stories of success, their stories of pain. And I, I continue to run because I want to hear those stories because I, I, I care. You know, I, I care whether or not you, you came from a really bad situation and now you're here like, oh, my God, like, share with me something, you know, because I can learn something from you. So I continue to do these because it's just a moment to be connected. And, and I, for one, will say that when I'm running on the dirt, I become vulnerable. And I like to just connect with myself and, you know, connect with the earth. And I know it sounds like a little, a little spiritual or too spiritual. Um, but I, I, for me, it's very important to just be in a time to reflect. And sometimes these memories will come up for me and I'm like, shit, where did this come from? And instead of it like haunting me, I can sit at peace with it and just acknowledge that it happened and take a moment to to say like, okay, why is this memory coming up? Why is it here? And what am I learning from it? Or what did I learn from it? So that's, that's, don't get me wrong. I enjoy being in the pain cave too, but what really keeps me going and coming back is just to be connected
0: and it's not just connected with others but also connected to yourself and let's talk a little bit about the healing in nature because I, I feel like that kind of relates to this like what do you do when that thought let's say it's that moment where you, that thought of when you used to be suicidal or that thought of like when you were in that abusive relationship or so you something happens that triggers that something makes you feel very uncomfortable you're running that thought comes what do you do to help you feel better rather
1: than worse about it? I cry. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) I cry. I cry. And I make a, I say out loud what I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you ask that because one of the memories that came up um, most recently for me was about a friendship that I had. Two of my best friends from college, were no longer friends, but they were like my very, very best friends. And I wasn't a very good friend to them. I feel like because I was undergoing, I needed help. And I was in a lot of pain. And I don't think they knew how to help me. And I think they misunderstood, you know, what was happening to me. Um, And I asked for forgiveness and I prayed and I just like said in my heart, like an apology. I said an apology Um, I expressed my gratitude for their friendship and how I wish that they are doing well. And I wish them that they are happy. And I wish that they have as much success, you know, as whatever the path provides for them. And that was it. And then I went down this list of all the people that I felt that I hurt. And I continued the same thing. So I, I do a number of things. Crying is one of them. Praying is another, and just expressing gratitude. And trust me, I don't always get it right. Sometimes I like eat myself about it, but there's something about being on the dirt where it's like, it's okay, you know? It
0: creates that safe space, right? Like to cry, not to yeah. judge, to scream maybe you feel like you need to scream. And maybe a few birds will start flying out like, we hear you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, It's very powerful to have that safe space out in nature to just be vulnerable and not feel like you have to not feel vulnerable or feel like you have to toughen it out. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that of allowing ourselves to just be vulnerable. But I feel like sometimes we don't know what to do. We're like running and the thought comes out and we're scared of hiding that thought, right? Um, nah. There's a question that came through. Let's see. Um, what inspired you to run on the trails? So you talked a little about that, David Goggins. So what? what How did? Mm-hmm. when did you decide... For your first 50k like why did you choose that 50k what inspired you to do that 50k
1: um the date was one of them the date just seemed to have worked with what i wanted and going into that 50k like i said my my why has morphed. and when i entered that 50k you know i was still coming off with of the road so i still had a little bit of competitiveness in me not to say that i'm not competitive now um, but not in a catty way, you know. I, I was in that 50k, and I was a little like sassy, um, and I thought I knew. I thought I knew best, and like I said, I, I finished barely, cramping terribly. Like 50 meters in front of the finish, um, I cramped so bad that I nearly fell over. A good Samaritan ran over to catch me, and then a volunteer came started massaging me, you know, and they were giving me water and um when they let me go, they're like, okay, are you good? And I'm like, I'm good. I decided to continue to run again. And the guy was like, the volunteer was like, you don't need to run anymore. You're you're there. The finish line is there. And in my mind, like I took that as an insult. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Like, uh uh-uh, you run through the fucking finish okay and of course now i understand you know so that competitive slowly started to ease off and i think that's when healing truly started to take its place when i started training once again for my 50 miler that's when i really started like to cultivate like um let me go into like my spiritual side, but yeah, truly like meditating and understanding gratitude and understanding abundance and, and connection and, and just, it, it was, it was an, an incredible transition and I'm still transitioning and learning about who I am spiritually, but the trail definitely, um, has cultivated that even more it had it enhanced it uh,
0: i don't hey, know so if that, i answered the question. no I, yeah you did <laughs> you, you did um i'm gonna there's another question that came through what's your wildest dream as a runner or fitness enthusiast
1: in like what sense uh,
0: Well, will just keep it. What's your what's your like your North Star race or big goal in ultra running since we're talking about ultra running? Let's talk about like, what's something that, you know, it's kind of like a bucket list thing that you would like to accomplish one day for you?
1: Mm. I would really like to do this probably won't sound as exciting to most. I guess there's two, of course. Um, And one of them is slightly obvious. Um, oh, maybe. Okay. All right. Wait, I got it. So one of them is I would love to do rim to rim, rim to rim to rim. Okay. That's on my bucket list. 110%. Um, another race that is on my bucket list and I'm sure it's on many other people's list is, um, I want to run Leadville. I'm saying that out loud universe. So, you know, okay. When I put in my lottery ticket next year, girl, you better pick my name.
0: <laughs> Just keep putting and, out there. Uh, totally, totally, it's totally doable, but, You know, someone has to get picked. I'm, I'm hoping they <laughs> can start doing like a 50 50 lottery system where they're like 50 percent males and 50 percent females, and then that way we have a higher probability of joining. classes. Exactly. That would be exactly. amazing, right? It was like a 50 50, 50 percent females and 50 percent males. I- I'm gonna start a petition for that. I swear. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> it, it's truly like unfair. I mean, obviously, right now the demographics of of people running ultras are male, like majority of are men, and it's so. I mean, they have these don't get. Oh man, we can go on the soapbox. Um, but you know, when it comes to these lottery racers, it's like, okay, well, no shit. Okay, your your demographics aren't gonna be true to the people who actually aren't there's not a clear representation, a true representation of the women who want to run this race. Um so
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like and, and this is one of the reasons I feel like I gravitated towards you, and we'll talk a little bit more about La Dirección but it, it's it's that what you're trying to also do within the community of ultra running because we need it yeah. we need more we need more women out on the trails yeah. and sometimes i feel like it would be nice to see that competitive leaderboard and it not having to like you know you see like right now i'm following the cocodona 250 and you have um Annie Annie Hughes so like she's yeah, leading and, it, yeah. yeah. and then the second place is like really really far from her so like it's kind of like but you have all these males like back to back to each other but it, it'll be nice i i've never led in like in the comp- i've never ran into where i'm leading a race but i'm sure it's fun to be yeah. chased and do that chasing and you know that someone's right behind you and you're in front of someone i'm sure it gets exciting
1: so my last okay so to follow up on to add to what you're saying um i looked at uh, i do this a lot now it's like i look at okay how many women how many women there are 59 women in this race 59 women what the entrance they were like what 200 and something 300 runners total so to add to that my last race of my wildest dreams is going to be moab 240 yeah, so, uh, no, okay, everybody knows. Alright, so
0: you can hold me accountable. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm always I always tell people the reason I share my dreams and goals is necessarily. it's more of accountability. And it also is the intention. I'm putting it out there. Like when you yeah. write a post and you say I'm gonna run Leadville 100, or I'm gonna do this race, like, just by doing the post, you're already putting the intention there. And the more you write it, the more you talk about it, the more real it becomes, And the more it's like, oh, shit, I'm actually doing this. Like, you realize, like, I, because people start telling you, oh, oh, how's your training going for that race? Or how's your training going for that race? Like, oh, where are you? You You know, like, people, the more you share, the more people talk about it, the more you're going to talk about it, the more reality it becomes. So don't be afraid to share your dreams and goals. I know it's scary. I know it's It's kind of scary. It is scary. It is very scary. Um, Kristen says Moab 240. Heck Yeah.
1: So it it also goes into like why I chose Kodiak, and so here's the story in like a nutshell. Um, I applied for um, Leadville this year, and I really wanted it, right? And and I like told the universe bluntly, and I said, "Universe, I want to run this race. I want to run it." So come the lottery. I didn't get picked, I did cry. And then I went on a run that day and the universe spoke. And she said, you remember last year when you were at Kodiak and you said, where are all the women? And that you wanted to run Kodiak because there's not enough women here? Well, there you go. That's why you're not running lead bills. I look at that I truly do look at the women representation always I look at the women and I also look at the women of color Mm -hmm. who's in there what girl is in there that looks like me
0: and and I I really feel like we need more of that more diversity and just because then more people can relate to us they can see like oh she looks like me you know she she is I don't have to be a certain gender or I don't have to be a certain like look a certain way or that have a mm-hmm. typical ultra running style like you, there's no body for ultra running there's no skin color for ultra running there's no like any if you are determined to be out there hours 10 15 mm-hmm. 24 hours and you're willing to just put the grit and work through your butt off you're an ultra yes run like it doesn't matter if you're first place or last place but if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to just put yourself out there like it doesn't matter if you don't look the picture and i yeah i i i feel i know we can talk about this topic <laughs> like for a long time but yeah we need more diversity on the trails and we need more women out on the trails Um, to represent Mm -hmm. and to show that it is possible to be an ultra runner regardless of your skin Mm -hmm. color and regardless of your weight and your body image like there is no running body image the body image is the one you have and you know like it doesn't matter and this is very empowering to see other people out on the trails and you're like wow if she can do it I can too and we Mm -hmm. inspire you through our actions
1: yes 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 yes.
0: let's talk about Born to Run what sport? You ran border run last month, and I know you were yeah. little. Like I read your post. She's like, I don't know if I'm gonna do a race report about this, but we're gonna talk about it today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when I when I saw that question, I was like, shit! I should have done a race report <laughs> because now now you're gonna drag not drag it out of me, but you know now we're really gonna talk about it. Oh man! All right, here so we for, go. For
0: those who don't know, what's the Born to Run um, ultramarathons?
1: Um, I don't know if I'm the right person to be answering that question. Yeah, uh,
0: level. What's the str- what's the setting? What's the setting of what does the setting look like for the Born to Run? I I only thing I know it's a big party and there's a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs>
1: So you are absolutely um, correct, um, Louis Escobar. If you ever hear this, I hope I do this explanation justice. Um, so, Born to Run is wild, um, and the best what comes to mind is picture a kindergarten class. Okay, you're just showing up to a kindergarten class to observe, and it's you know kids laughing and running around and coloring and like just, you know, creating chaos in a classroom. Okay, so replace all of those kindergarten kids with adults. That's what it is. And um, a few, few of the rules are cowboy hat is mandatory. You have to be kind and you need to be open. Some running is involved, yes, if you want it to be. Um, but it is a whole festival for adults and like-minded people to just embrace each other as one. That's, I mean, that's what it. That's what I saw it as. And what, what's the setting?
0: Do. What's the running setting like? Is it a? Is it a core like a specific course? Is it a loop? Is it? um what what does you ran 60 miles you did 60 miles out there what did that like was it a loop course or was it an out and back or one way
1: so it was um two loops um that were like a figure eight but not um symmetrical um so two different loops of 10 miles each and it was on a cattle property and you arrive on property and you just see like tents and RVs you know parked along um, the course you have the main stage which is like the main area where everybody kind of hangs um, and don't be don't be mistaken thinking that this cattle ranch is flat because it ain't okay so you you got some climbing and after after a couple of loops you're like fuck this hill again. And everybody who participated in, you know, Born to Run this year will tell you that the yellow loop was their absolute favorite loop ever, ever so you're, you're running these
0: loops around this big running festival and you know you, every time you pass by i'm pretty sure you see people having the time of their lives out there you're like wow my friends are over there drinking and partying and i'm over here suffering i'm sure there's been a lot of moments where you wanted to quit chris what was one of the lowest moments throughout your 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 race um that you really like were struggling or you would say you hit a really big wall
1: um, my lowest, I want to say I have two, um, but these lowest moments were also my highest moments. And I say that because I entered, <laughs> I, I, I see you, Christy, <laughs> uh, when I entered, um, mile 40, I was our. Uh, People had already, like, so that day of the race, the 10-miler started, the um, 60-miler, and then the 30-miler. So we all started together. So as you can imagine, in the beginning, the course was, like, flooded with people. And then by my 40-mile, entering my 40-mile, there was, like, like, ants, right? We were all scattered, and there wasn't really a lot of people. So I was starting to feel pretty lonely and with that loneliness I had my I had my music on and my phone is ringing and I'm like my phone is in you know my breast pocket and I can't remember which side it is to disconnect the call right so my watch is vibrating because my phone is ringing and it's like disrupting my music and I'm like fuckers who's calling me right now (laughs) And so I'm trying to figure out like which side. And so I take a lucky guess and I like hit my left side and I answered the phone. Come to be, it was my nephews on had me on speaker cause it was Easter weekend. Mm. So all four of my nephews on the phone were like, hey, Titi, and I said, hey, guys, I'm running a race right now. <laughs> and they're like, we know, born to run. And all of a sudden, I start hearing their little voices, and they're like, we believe in you, uh, good luck. I'm always uh, right, because I, like I said, I was <laughs> feeling lonely. And they just, this call just happened to come, and there isn't a lot of service out there. So I was able to take the call, first of all, and hear their little voices so loud and clear. And then I was like, oh, thank you guys. I love you guys. And they're like, we love you too. And I was like, okay, I was like, I gotta go now. And I hung up and that was that. So entering my lowest, when I thought I was lonely, I wasn't, I wasn't lonely at all. And my next step, Low was at mile 50, um, so I got to see my crew um, every time, every 10, every time I entered and finished the 10 mile loop. So entering a next 10 mile loop, I passed by, see my crew, um, well, this time I left and I forgot my headlamp and it was already starting, the sun was starting to set and I was like, shit, like now I'm racing for light. And given I had my cell phone, but that doesn't give off a lot of light. Again, there's still a lot of wildlife on this cattle ranch. Um, There had already been a lot of um, bones and carcasses. Um, There was a dead coyote in the middle of the trail that wasn't there like three loops before. Um, So, you know, I started to get a little scared. Um, So I text um, my best friend, Michelle, and I said, dude, I was like, tell me something encouraging. So I text her and not knowing if she was going to respond or not respond, put my phone away. And I'm like mile 55. I'm like, shit. Okay, Melissa, come on. Like now I'm yelling at myself. And I'm like, come on, girl. We like, we got to go. We got to hustle. And I pull my phone out. And there was my message from Michelle. And she said something that like lit a fire in my soul. And I came across this big climb back up. It was like the last and final climb before I had this nice descent into, into the finish. And I read that and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna run up this hill. I am gonna be done, get this over with. And I did, I finished um, when it was like dark now the sun had set and I was coming through like a row of trees and this row of trees sat a lot of different vehicles right and all of these vehicles now were had disappeared because the day was ending Mm -hmm. and these these vehicles were now ghosts because either they weren't there or people were out partying and um, it was those I would say the two miles the two miles the 40 and the 50 were my lowest but I definitely had, um, a reminder, um, that I wasn't alone and that, uh, my friends believed in me. And you
0: crossed that finish line and you just, all the emotions came out, huh?
1: Yes. I, I like, I bawled. Um, I, I, I bawled because there, like I said, sometimes when I'm out there, um, Memories come up. So the memory that I mentioned about my best friends—that was the one of the memories that came up for me. And so, um, when I crossed that finish line, I really I thought about a lot of people and just what happened, and you know, processing, and um, then being scared in the dark. Um, and I remember the the timing guy. He said to me, "He's like, oh, this is—is is this your first 60? And I was like, no. And then he replied with, oh, he's like, you went through some shit out there, huh? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely, it was, definitely, um, <laughs> it was a, a rush of emotions. And I, I will admit that the people that came with me to this event um, or to Born to Run, um, they're my crew. They're going to be my crew for my hundred. So this was an opportunity for us to, you know, practice. Um, And every, my crew, they had responsibilities. Everybody had a job and they all, it was just so beautiful how, how they worked together. And two of um, the individuals don't run trail like at all. One of them um, cycles, rides bikes. And then, his wife, um, she does not. She's act- She's like the best damn cheerleader. Um, she's also a, a clown for uh, kids' parties. So <laughs> you can imagine that she is enthusiastic and very lively. Um, so it was really beautiful to see that my goal became their goal. And they did everything for me to help me. To make this successful, you know, and um, it was just like, beautiful, like beautiful to be in the presence of that. And I remember, um, you know, they also my friend, uh, Cheryl, uh, she bought me a crown and a sash. And she put it on me as I was like crying and I'm like, Oh my God, now you're making me cry even more. How beautiful is all of this. And I sat in a chair like after we took photos and I sat in the chair and I kind of was watching the band a little bit, just kind of like, wow, like this just happened still crying. And, um, Louis Escobar, the race director walks over to me and, you know, he says something to me and I'm crying and I hug him and I I let him know to the extent of I I finally feel a part of the community. Mm. At that very moment in that race, in that whole setting and that experience, I finally felt like I'm welcomed. This is where I belong. You know, and it it was just like peace and joy you know um and i was just so grateful for him for you know being for i guess for putting on this beautiful setting and allowing all of us to just be ourselves and no one else you know no one other than who we want to be and who we are so I had told you I'm a crier.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's I'm a crier too. Um, I always I'm a water sign, so I'm always like I, I'm always crying. I cry if I'm happy, I cry if I'm sad. I'm like I don't know. I'm just crying. I just I'm, I'm happy right now, but I'm crying. Um, what do you feel? Not I guess before not feel. What was it? Do you feel like was missing that you didn't feel like you were part of the community?
1: I feel that just the div- the diversity, right? I feel that I don't ever feel, I feel, I feel, but I, I, I see that like, I just don't ever feel welcome because if I think my experience is leading up to that one. When you show up to a race, it's like little niches, right? Like, everybody has their their friends and everybody has met someone else through a race and that's how it is. Um, so going to born to Run it was just like I don't get me wrong I, I knew people um, but it was like we were all fucking friends. you know we, we were all friends, all friends. people were just strangers walking up to you talking. You know, people handing you beers, just, we were all like friends. And at that moment, um, we all cared about each other, you know, and I think that what's missing, like that for me was missing, like just being included in, in something, even if it's small chat at the starting line, like giving a fuck about who I am and, and why I showed up, you know, here today like that's to me that's what's missing along and you're with
0: constantly that. seeing the same people as you were doing the loops regardless of what distance others were doing i guess it was that oh you're we cheering each other on along the trail yeah out, and you just constantly go like, oh, hey keep going keep going and um that always makes it more fun. but talking about community let, let's shift over to la dirección so tell us a little bit about la dirección uh yeah go for it the mic is yours <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so La Dirección is a vision, it's a resource, it's a platform um, for me to share my story and for me to share the story of the women that I coach. Um, La Dirección started off as, it was like a COVID baby, <laughs> And, and I say that because I had several friends, you know. So, like I mentioned, I coached before, I coached high school cross country. And, and, um, after that, I had a really great time. I had some really great kids. Um, but I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to coach anymore. Um, you know, that was like kind of something I did. And that was that. So, when COVID happened, um, People were forced to go outside. Um, people picked up new hobbies, um, and some of my friends were reaching out to me, like, "Hey, can you can you tell me how do I train for this? How do I train for that?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'll I'll help you." Um, and so I would just kind of give them a little advice here and there. And then one person said, "You should open up your own business." And I was like, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." Another person said. You should open up your own business and i'm like no i'm sorry thank you i don't want to and then um the final straw for me was my friend vima and she's like bea you should open up your own business and i'm like is everybody in on something did i did i miss something and i kind of sat back um and i'm like i think she's right and she's right because I want to offer women um, and I say women, not opposed to coaching men, but y'all had your time. Um, (laughs) But I I want to be for women what I didn't have. And that was a friend, an immediate friend, an immediate direction, um, a training plan. You know, when I started, I didn't have, I didn't have the funds to hire a coach. So I spent hours on the internet. I, um, listened to podcasts. You know, I bought books. I started reading and I started trying to put things together and my plan together. Some people don't have that time that, and, and I want to be that person. I want to be that coach for, that beautiful woman who's trail curious, you know, who's looking for something new. And, and it is, it's, it's a vision for me and that, that, you know, I am able to serve my community and the trail community with like bold stars and a league of women behind me and in front of me and alongside me, you know? So that's, that's how this whole, like La Dirección, how it started, and it was very important to me, um, the name, the name of my business, because I wanted it to be in Spanish, because although I don't speak Spanish very well, um, but I am very much Chicana, you know, I am very much, my mom came from Texas, you know, I'm very much here in California, born in a household where I listened and I learned to speak Spanish, and I was embarrassed to speak Spanish in high school because all the kids were speaking English, you know, so I, it's okay, yeah, it's my dog, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's my dog. Um, so I, I want to be that, you know, I wanted to keep the name in Spanish, and La Dediccion was actually my sister's, my little sister and I were shooting text messages going, trying to decide on a name, and she sent me that. And I'm like, shit, because we're all traveling and moving in different directions. But I hope that the direction that you are going is forward. And that's, and that's the baby. That's the vision.
0: That's very powerful. <laughs> that, that's, and that's truly amazing. I love that you're doing that. Um, as you know, I'm also doing something similar. But the thing is that one person can coach all athletes like i feel that when you unite yourself with other women or other people that have like-minded visions that's where then you can create a bigger tribe and that's where you can unite and even create bigger change um and i learned this also like um, a few years ago when it was kind of like i also had that mentality of that oh i want everything for myself and i follow this guy called gary vaynerchuk he's an entrepreneur and he says you don't get you don't get to be the big shot by tearing everyone's build, building down. You know, you yeah. you just you create your own big thing and you bring people along with you. Like that's how you grow, yes. and it's always yes. like because even even if you were the only business that sold this, you can't handle. You won't be able to handle the demand. Like it's not a one person show. You need that community. You need other people out there, and you need as many people uniting yourself as many people that have the same vision as you. And I'm just really happy that you're doing this because. We need more women of color out on the trails, empowering other women of color, empowering women, women of color, more diversity out there. And it's scary. Ultra running is scary. It's a lot of work, and you get intimidated because you see other people, and then you start comparing yourself to other people, and then you're just like, I don't know if I can do that. But yes, you can. If you want to, you can do it. And yes. thank you. I just want to say thank you for being a leader in our community. And now that I found out that you live down the street from me, we're definitely getting a <laughs> run in together. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really <laughs> amazing. I just moved down here like last year. So I'm super excited for that. So you have a, so tell us about a little bit. You have, you're hosting a run. You're full. Is this the first La run tomorrow?
1: Yes. Yes. It is the first. First, um, community run, and, um, I may sound big and bad up here, and I run all these ultra marathons, but yes, I still have feelings, I still cry, and fear is natural. Um, so I was really scared, like, really, really scared, um, to really put this out there. Um, so it was really hard for me. Um, because, you know, we, we end up going through, we move backwards, right? And it's like, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Is this dream, like a possibility? Is this vision real? And I I was talking to uh, my friend, Richard, um, Richard Issa, who, who has his own running crew in Philadelphia. And I like, every, I forget, it's like every week he always takes prayer requests. And so I, I was like, dude, I need, uh, can you pray for me? I need some courage and some peace. And, um, he, he messaged me back and he's like, okay, tell me what's going on. So I let him know, like, I need to do this run. I need to put it out there. And I'm just so scared. And he encouraged me to like, like, you're going to be fine you can do it, you know, like, and I said to him, you're right. What's the worst thing that could happen? No one shows up. And he's like, no, the worst thing that can happen is that you don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Ooh, I felt that. I felt that. So this is my first run um, tomorrow. And the times and I'm going to continue to host these runs and they will, the times will continue to fluctuate because, you know, I want to make, sure i can't get everybody but i want to do my best to accommodate like the early morning risers or the people that are you know getting out of work and don't want to sit in that 210 traffic um or you know whatever so i'm i'm gonna do my best um to fluctuate with times but tomorrow is the first one i'm really excited for it um i'm really happy if you show up you show up and um, I did say it's cabronas only, but I'm getting text messages from my male friends saying like, Hey, is your run tomorrow? I'm going to try to come. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how to tell you that this is only for women. So now I'm telling you out loud. This is a women's only run. There will be a chance for men to come. Cabronas y cabrons. But, um, tomorrow I want to show some love for my sisters and it's going to be ladies night. That's it. I love
0: that. So. And where, Where? So I know you, she posted the details. It's at Bonelli Park. Um, yes. What time, what time tomorrow?
1: So it's at Bonelli Park. We will meet in the park and ride um, off of Villa Verde. I believe it's called the Villa Verde Park and Ride in San Dimas. Um, we'll meet at six, and I'll give some grace time. Um, roll time is six fifteen. So, show up how many how many oh. miles? So, round trip it'll be about 5 miles. So, it'll be about an hour of running. But nothing too strenuous. Um, I won't give you like a climb of 2000 feet. It's just going to be nice and easy and it's no no human left behind. No one will be left behind we're all in it together just to get our feet wet that's that's all it is
0: and if you guys are Don't interested in once more details just just send a dm to melissa um, she's very yes. friendly she she didn't scare me away when i dm'd her so we're we're good <laughs> uh, we're here now so that's that, that that's
1: a good sign right <laughs> I like to say that I split into your DMs many times. I was like, oh, she, she was near me. Oh, she did this route. Ooh, I'm curious about, like, you do all kinds of cool routes. And I'm like, oh, I got to be her friend. So, sorry. yeah,
0: no, we are definitely running together. I know we're going to be, and, I'm, and I can see us <laughs> doing things together in the near future as well, because I, I really feel like our missions um, are very aligned. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it's, it's easier when you have support and it's accountability, not just with running, but even in a, as business partners, you know, when you, yes. when you have a mission, like if you're hosting a run with someone else, it helps out, it really does, it makes things easier. And it's just not, it's yeah. just not a one person show, if you want to build a community, you want to build a tribe, you need yeah an army, you know, you need yes. support. <laughs>
1: yes
0: and you you can see how those dark lonely nights when you're probably crying in front of your computer you're you're your marketing person you're your finance person you're your um all the, the CL, CFO.
1: yes and and you know what it's it, one of um one of my friends said to me um blanca she said i'm so sorry my dog is barking in the back it's okay um she said to me that there's plenty of room at the table like because there is you know there is i've already done the competitive cat like sassy compete like i'm done with that like like i said i like a little friendly competition but i'm also here to like bring you up you know i want i want to cultivate i want to empower women i don't i don't want to scare them away like come on, man, we got to work together. And I, I feel that there are a lot of like different run, run groups, you know, with the same mission as ours. Um, but it's like a needle in a haystack, right? Like these, these groups should not be difficult to find. Like that is bullshit. That is utter bullshit. And it's like, my friend Richard said he was on um, he was interviewed for a podcast um, episode 14 for the trail society. And one of the things he said, because they were interviewing him about like diversity on trail, but he has a road, a road group. And I think he said something along the lines of like, just care enough to give a fuck about somebody else. And that's like, If you already are a part of another run group, awesome. Join another one, you know, like cultivate those relationships and collaborate and try to make something beautiful so that we're not hard to find, you know, that our our communities aren't just like a stand-in for a photo shoot. The representation isn't just like, oh, because you have to have somebody of color. Like, no, like, care enough to go see another running group to step out of your own comfort zone and cultivate new relationships so that we are creating something grand and that and that this you know more more inclusivity more diversity on trail is not just the talk that we're talking so i thank you for honoring for letting me and honoring this space to just have this conversation now we we, they, <laughs> we we
0: have to be the change we have to be the change it's like sometimes it's so easy to complain about things it's kind of like man why don't we have more what cuz that was me i'm not going to lie I, I when every time i say why is it why isn't there that many women running ultras and then i ask mm-hmm. myself what are you doing about it and then i was like yeah what am I not doing anything I'm I'm just complaining here that we need more women in ultra running but I'm like I'm like why isn't there more women in ultra running and it's like what am I doing about it and I'm like okay I'm going to go get more women to become an ultra runner cuz I have a lot of people who tell me who are um, i started road running and they they tell me like daisy i want to run my first ultra and i got that in the beginning and i was like wow it, it is intimidating because sometimes you forget it's been so long since you first ran your first yeah. train you forget how intimidating the sport can be like running a marathon is intimidating now they say running 50 miles or 100 miles or now 200 plus miles it's it's scary yeah. but once you the more you're involved in that community the more attainable and the more realistic it seems to or a cubable, right?
1: Yes, yes. And I mean, you. It, I mean, that was me too, showing up to these races and and seeing everybody in their nice like Solomon bags and you know their their nice gear and of brands that I've never heard of and sure as hell probably can't afford. You know, I I, I see that and I'm like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Like you like you said in the beginning, in the introduction, like, it doesn't matter your size, your color, you know, there is no perfect ultra runner. Mm -hmm. You are your perfect ultra runner. Mm -hmm. And me looking at you, like, if you're out there, like you said, to work hard and and grind and bust your ass, like, you're an elite to me. You're an elite because you care. Because you care about yourself, you care about your performance, and you care about your goal and how you're going to get there. So girl, you're an elite to me. So hats off to you. I love it. I if I could ring my cowbell, I would, but I know that would just be a idea. <laughs>
0: oh, you're so sweet. Um, so I know we're oh, I'm like I just saw the time, but I, I do wanna ask two yeah. questions. One question yeah. is what are some habits that you feel that have really helped you um take your running to the next level you just won and I know we didn't mention this but you got first place at at a board to run the 60 miler and you know you got eighth place on your first 50k that you're crawling to the finish line so you you have that that competitiveness even though you're still like oh I'm just gonna run for one but what are some habits that have really helped you with your you know be being successful
1: in your ultra running um One of the big ones um, that I didn't do enough when I was running road is um, listening to my body, Uh, deaf listening to my body and giving it the R and R that it needs. Um, Not ignoring, um, if I'm hungry, right? And my body is saying, give me something sweet after a long training weekend I am not going to ignore that. I am going to fuel my body with what it says it wants. You know, Um, if my body says sleep, I'm going to sleep in. I can always push my run, you know, towards the end. So one of the things is definitely um, listening to my body and trying to give my body what it needs. Trust me, I don't always get it right and I can be stubborn. um, But I do my best to try to try to listen to the fullest. And the best part is um, I asked my partner, I was like, can you just be my coach, please? Can you just coach me? And he's like, no, because you won't listen. And and he's probably right. He's He's probably right. But the best part is that when I talk to him about these things, you know, he's the reason. And he says like, okay, A, B, and C. And he'll lay it all out for me. And then I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. I, I really needed to hear. I needed to hear that other than, you know, my voice. And the second thing is um, communicating um, with my partner on my goals. Um, so when I was training for uh, my half Ironman, every week he was like, okay, what are we doing? Um, what's your training schedule look like? So that just kind of carried over to ultra running. And with my events from the races that I wanna to run to um, what's um, on my goal list for the season, I let him know, like I, I have the conversation and I'm like, okay, what do you think? Is this doable? Can we do this? Um, can we not or, or what? Because his support matters to me because my training schedule is you know when you train for ultras it's like it becomes a job right. right we don't we don't focus on the the miles we're focusing on the hours that we're out on the trail so that's hours that we're not going to spend that's the vacation that i'm going to have to somehow fit in with my training schedule so communicating with him um, all the way, it matters to me. And that's, that's a habit that has definitely helped me. Those two are the big, the big ones. I mean, I can sit here and say that, oh, I have a journal, because I, I started one, a running journal, but um, ask me where it is now.
0: <laughs> and do you, do you meditate, and even talked a little bit about meditation in the beginning of the podcast, is meditation something that you do on a regular basis or do you more, do you do more of your meditation on the trails when you're running that you incorporate more like that movie meditation?
1: So I do, um, a lot of meditation. I like to start my morning off, um, meditating. Um, I, I, well, it's like 10 minutes. Um, and I use my, I have an app, it's called Medito. It's a free app. And it actually runs you through the process of like what it means to meditate. Um, and it has like a beginner starter pack. And then it goes on to other like cultivating um, gratitude and abundance and um, all of these things. And it also ha- includes like a timer. So it's, I really love this app um, because it's free and there's so much information there. A lot of meditation apps, big, that- charge right to oh in order to access x y and z affirmations you must pay x amount well this app doesn't do that this app was actually started off as a study um to help people uh with mental health and so they are run solely by donations um and i believe medito so it's m-e-d-i-t-o m-e-d-i-t-o
0: i'm spelling it right yes. now. meditation app um m-e-d-i-t-o there you go i yep. i'm gonna pin it right now real quick so you guys can get it because it's very important yeah there's a lot of um apps they just cost they cost a lot and it, it's you know you sometimes the stress is financial stress and then you're here paying for yes. to reduce your stress but then it's financially costly it's like the ripple effect so thank you for sharing that that's that's very helpful yes. and my last question is what has ultra running taught you
1: jesus are we so gonna wow. do this whole podcast again <laughs> i'm just kidding um oh wow um It's like, how do I answer this question without, like, without not crying? Um, But ultra running has truly taught me gratitude to the fullest. Um, It's taught me to not run away from things, especially when things feel uncomfortable. Um, But it's taught me to truly just, like, Love myself and be myself wholeheartedly. So I, I'm so grateful to be on the trails and just there's just so much healing there. And it, it's just so powerful because you can be on the dirt, you know, and be covered in, in succulents as the landscape and then next thing you know there's like the one wildflower and you look at it and you're like shit how'd this little flower get here you know and to me it ultra running is i want to say is definitely like healing 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 and i am so absolutely grateful that i'm able to wake up like i did today and touch the dirt it may not. Benelli Park is not that fabulous, but you know what? I will not take that for granted. Definitely will not take that for granted. <sighs> Don't do that to me.
0: Anything else? Anything else you want to share that ultra running has taught you? Or... I mean, you it... want to speak on it, Mel. <laughs>
1: You know, I'd say that, like, I've met my best relationships with people on the dirt because no better way to get to know you in your most vulnerable moment, you know, running like, hey, do you want to go get sweaty for like three hours and just be covered in soot and sweat and just eat and, and talk and look like, I mean, come on. my
0: fart? Yes,
1: you know you have the most interesting conversations on the trail anything and everything goes there are no rules out there yeah eventually you're gonna
0: know that i'm gonna have to go poop and i'm not even gonna tell you i'm gonna have to tell you hey i'm gonna have to go poop like i'm gonna (laughs) that's how vulnerable we get like you i always feel like sometimes it just takes one night to pay someone to really like become best friends because You see them in all these stages, and to the point where they're just gonna go pee right there. And you're just like, okay, they're peeing. Like, it's just like. It's so normalized now, but it, someone doing it for the first time may feel uncomfortable. I, I have some runners that don't want to eat because they are afraid of pooping out in nature. So they avoid eating because they don't want to poop. So obviously if they eat, they're going to have to poop. And I'm like, you're going to just get over that right away because sooner or later that's going to catch up to you. So <laughs> it's better to be comfortable, but learn learn how to get comfortable pooping in nature, right? Like get yes. a little poop kit. Get comfortable because all ultra runners have done it. But ultra runner tells you they've never pooped out in the wilderness. They, they die. die.
1: <laughs> you, I, you, oh, my God. I could tell you a poop story. <laughs> and let me tell you, I forgot my teepee. Okay. And I was looking for a place to go. Luckily, at this trailhead, there was a paper map. I grabbed that paper map just because I, I wasn't. My phone was dying and, you know, I was going to lose access to my map. So I'm like, shit, I better take this map just in case. Well, when nature calls, nature calls. And I'm glad I had that piece of paper. And let me tell you, when you poop in the woods, you know the number one rule. Leave no trace. So you take that shit with you. I don't care what you say. You wrap it in your trash. It's just, you just do it, okay? So don't be that person. Thank yeah, you.
0: The, the perf- yeah, there is etiquette, learning the proper etiquette, doing the proper thing, don't leave TP, don't leave stuff out there. And yeah, just learning how to poop. I think that's, that's something that, you know, road running, you really don't, you, you know, there's pooping, there's pooping accidents. I don't even know how we're now we're talking about poop and end of this podcast, but there's pooping accidents and road running, but in ultra running, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. So yeah. just learn don't be afraid of it. It's normal. It's natural. We're going to eat. It's going to come in. It's going to go out when you're running 10 plus hours. Eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. um, If you want to
1: do you want to talk about mental toughness. All right. For all 'all y'all I'm like with my highlighter. I'm sorry. With, with, you know, for all y'all people who run ultras for mental toughness, here's your mental toughness poop in the fucking woods. You're welcome. There you go. And just make sure there's
0: no poison no around. Make sure what poison oak oh, looks like. Then that's another that would be story. bad. <laughs> that's another story. Um, Melissa, one last thing. I know you're a coach. How can people find out more about your coaching services if they're interested in getting coached by you?
1: Um, my website has all of the information. Uh, my website is ultrawithmel.com. Um, go there. You can read my blogs. Um, I do post blogs and uh, my blogs are mainly more about what I'm dealing with in my, my stories and just like my journey of navigating um, this business and my goals and a little bit of who I am. Um, I did share two of my um, athletes race reports from Leona Divide And two different experiences, which is incredible um, and really beautiful to see. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. And um, so, yeah, visit my website. All of the information's there. Um, Or you can also slide into my DMs. And I will uh, try to answer your questions as best as I can.
0: And if you're listening this through the podcast, Melissa's Instagram is at la l a dot dirección D I R R E C I O d-i-r-e-c-i-o-n wait
1: d-i-r-e-c-c-i-o-n
0: there you go (laughs) sorry (laughs) my Spanish is not that great (laughs) um but I will link her in the in the show notes so you guys can click it there or on the Instagram I will link her Instagram in the post so make sure you guys follow her thank you everyone who joined us today we had a lot of engaging um people were just engaging throughout the, throughout the show. So um, thank you so much for everyone for joining us. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us yes. today. Um, best of luck tomorrow. And I, you know, you. regardless of what happens, we got to keep showing up, even if it's just for that one person, we got to keep showing up because we don't realize the impact we're making. And I know it can be <laughs> as someone whose house runs. I know it's intimidating. I know it's scary. But just yes. know that even if it's just that one person that shows up, one one per, and even if it's just yourself, you know you're you're stepping into your yeah. power, and it's you know sometimes yeah. it, it takes that courage to step into our power, and the more we're scared of doing something, the more we have to go for it. So just know mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. more you do it, the less <laughs> easier it gets. So don't get discouraged to host more runs we're going to host a run together i'm putting it out there now we are going to do something together i already have an idea which i'm going to pitch to you after uh, i have an idea happen- for you t- <laughs> 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 so I, I, I'm, I'm excited um so make sure you guys she has a run tomorrow afternoon uh, may 4th at bonelli park so Make sure you guys DM her. Check. She posted about it in her Instagram. Make sure you guys follow her. Melissa's now training for Kodiak 100. So she's going to be running her first official 100-mile race in August.
1: Uh, So she's
0: training for that now. And she posts on her stories while she's in her training runs. She shares wisdom in her training training runs. So (laughs) make sure you guys follow her. Um, Again, thank you so much, everyone. And thank you so much, Melissa, for joining me today. It was a true pleasure speaking to you.
1: Thank you, girl. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye. Bye.